back to the Dime Comic Bros podcast. We are already hot and sweaty after doing an hour of heated business debate and then talking about my mommy kink. What's up? Blood was drawn, but that was about the mommy kink, not the business meeting. And I'm shitting my pants. That's pretty normal for you, isn't it? Yeah. Big old diaper boy. Um, sadly, there is no diaper. Oh, that's bad. Mm-hmm. Um, news, shall we? Yeah, sure. Let me pull uh, it up. So... Okay, um, I'll just do a chunk. I'll just uh, I'll cover the DC fandom part first. Um, so we're going to try to speed through these because there's a lot. Uh, so DC fandom 2021 uh, happened this past week. So we got the first teaser for the Peacemaker series. Um, it looks good. I'm going to watch it. I, it honestly doesn't have too much in there that I'm like it, super intrigued by. I watched all these rapid fire last night before passing out and uh, Peacemaker looks like mostly the the suicide squad continued with like a little tiny little twist of the tick in there for like humor and it didn't land for me it's fine it looks good but as in like it looks shot well and directed well but the humor just seems kind of off and not really targeted for me so we'll see new helmet yeah, slightly different helmet. I, it it looks like the comic one because yeah. it's it has that circular it's dome on the top. Yeah, but it's cut. It's yeah. not full circle. It's it's like these two like well, yeah, chunks going the out. First one like the got comic. blown off his head. I totally forgot about that. So yeah. new helmet and red eyes. Yeah, uh, I'm James, liking it. James Gunn did basically say that the series is pretty much the Suicide Squad too. So that's cool. Nice. Uh, we also got the first teaser for the Flash. Um, I was shitting my pants. I, I I know I've been simultaneously being like, we'll wait and see. And also shit talking this movie because I don't like the direction it's going, but it did look pretty good. I'm not. I actually really don't care about seeing freaking Batman 89 again. Fuck I you. I like the cave. I like like I like the stuff. It's just it doesn't get like the hook. I want to see what they're doing with Batfleck. And I also want it to be a flash movie. I want to see what the flash is up to. With his shenanigans. I'm actually a little annoyed that we are getting... Because this is Batman 89. This is not 92. No, it's... Meaning it's not... It's it's a sequel to both. <clears throat> Whatever, however they do it. Because how they're doing it is they're not using the Batcave, the updated Batcave. But from, it is the Batman this, Returns armor. It, we're not doing the same Batcave as the other one. Because the same the next Batcave, he changes things up. The Batmobile is not where it was in 89 and it's like on the pla- all of them are like in a cavern it's not like it's segmented which is cool it's fine Dude, i those, like it those two but... movies weren't even consistent with themselves it doesn't matter it's michael keaton batman he's gonna have cool shit that's yeah all no it's cool about. but it's just like i want them to be consistent with this batman finally but that batman was never consistent so it's kind of hard to do it had now. some consistency yeah how they how it worked was those two batmans how, how you can assume is that it got up, updated where he was like mm-hmm. oh i found actual platform i'm gonna put it over here I guess. I don't know. I like the, I, I I like the suit. I liked that shot. 92 of the is cowl. way better suit. Yes. 
I liked that also it has Air Jordans as shoes. Yeah. <laughs> I like the shot of like the cowl on the ground. And I like yeah. the fact that you can't tell if that's a Keaton cowl or the Batfleck cowl. Because it kind of looks like both. I think it's the Batfleck cowl. I think it is too. We had, we've had imagery similar to that. Um, I'm hesitant on the whole what looks to be we're going to make a reverse flash out of a different berry. That could go one way or the other. That'd be I cool. think that's what they're doing. I Someone, I don't know where the hell I saw it, was like, what if this Barry doesn't have powers and our Barry is like, you'll get powers, don't worry about it. And then he doesn't get powers and then this guy gets like mega angry or whatever and then he just becomes Reverse Flash because that's kind of what happened to Reverse Flash anyways. Is that? Kind of. What was his story? Like, I don't even remember all of it. Is He's mega like Flash fan from the future or like whatever. It's oh. weird and vague. Every time he reappears, it's different. Because yeah, because I remember him shit. just hating him. For that's his some... point. Just, he's from like, the no... future and he hates Barry. Yeah. And he also makes Barry. Which is why it's all time Fucked travel, up. time travel and shit. Yeah. Uh, the cowl on Flash looks a bit dumb. I kind of like the rest of the suit though. I hate it. Re- I've it- never been big into the fake muscles, but I do think it looks decent. It looks too tight for me. Or no, so, or it's it's a weird because I also really like um, what's his face's suit. What's his face? Uh, the one, the guy that plays Barry's dad in the show. Oh, his, um, when Wesley he was Schiff. the Flash. Yeah, the, the one I actually like that one works for me. Yeah, that one. Was the, I liked that. Was but like this one, it looks like it's. Of course, it's a sneak, so it looks too CGI. It's a sneak, whatever. Yeah. I need to deal with that. Um, but I just don't like. It just looks too much like skin for me. I don't. I don't know. It looks too much like skin. I feel. But like I think s- that's also just to do with the CGI. Right I think now. part of it. I think the the cowl problem. I do think is always going to be a thing. I think even this the the freaking Justice League one was a little awkward. I don't think so at all. I, I think you're totally wrong about that. I love that suit, but I do think that's that's almost always been a problem with live action Flash suits because of how it's a pay. It's a character that gets drawn. Like mm-hmm. it's just one of those things yep. that just kind of always looks weird. Um, I feel like the whole doing mostly like kind of a rubberized suit might be like an homage to the returns, the Batman return stuff. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. The design looks cool, at least in terms of like the red and the patterns with the yellow lightning. I like that. That looks kind of unique. <sighs> I mean, yeah, it's kind of cool, but also like, mm-hmm. I'm just very, I'm very, want the idea of like how we got in this like armored flash when that idea came out, I was like, holy shit, I never thought about that. That's cool to me, even if it was done before, but like it just worked for my brain and I wanted to see more of that. So I'm very like attached to that idea. Yeah. I'm Of course, I'm probably going to be like, yeah, I like this, but I hope it's not just a, yeah, I got this suit randomly. Like we got Amazing Spider-Man 2. Yeah, yeah, it's a new suit. I mean, we did. We were told specifically that Batfleck does make him another suit. So we don't know if that's supposed to be this suit. or Ah, Tony is- Stark and Spider-Man. I feel like it's supposed to be, or at least the, the plan originally was for that to be the the one we see in Justice League. That was like, I think that, because I'm pretty confident that was the original, original Flash plan was that Batflick made him that, the, the time, like the Uber time travel suit that we see in Justice League in the future in the Nightmare. Oh, that I, one, yeah. So I think that might be what it is. And then this is just something that Barry kind of did on his own. I don't know. We'll find out. Supergirl looks cool. Love her. Jacob, you got some thoughts? I had no thoughts about this. Damn. It looked fine. Uh, it's been postponed way too many freaking times. Just release it already. I am impressed that we're finally getting it because this went through like seven directors and a bajillion different rewrites. So it, I think they just finished wrapping like a couple of days ago. Oh. So that's cool. Uh, we also got the first teaser for Black Adam, another movie that was literally announced before the MCU existed. <laughs> yeah. And this thing looks really fucking cool. It's The Rock. 
big deal. He's playing a dark, edgy boy who can beat the shit out of everybody, and it's going to be basically a JSA movie. I want it. It looks so good. Give it to me now. I'm this one excited. I was pretty excited for. Uh, it looks like it's casted really well. I'm really excited to see Pierce Brosnan as. <gasps> yes. I'm yes, assuming. Oh, uh, no, it's uh, Dr. Fate, right? Yep. Yes. I'm very I'm, excited for that. I can't wait for pretentious, um, basically evil Dr. Fate. Because Dr. Fate is like such an asshole. Yes. <laughs> He's such an asshole. I, I like how this movie is turning out. The one, only thing that's really making me uh, hesitant is the fact that it's not, uh, there's no coordination between the Shazam team and the Black Adam team. Uh, they've announced that ages ago, there was like no communication. They're just going off of that one thread oh, yeah. that was planted by the Shazam movie of, because they, Oh, the, where's the, that? Where's our other brother exactly or sister? It. Blah, blah, yeah, that's blah. it. Which is fine. It just does make me a little nervous on if they're ever, are they going to do a Venom thing where it's like, they're not really related. And then eventually they'll shove them together later, but they really shouldn't. have been I, really, shoved I don't yeah. think they're going to, it's just something in the back of my brain. I mean, it would, but it would make sense if it is in the same universe because how the trailer looks is like he got awoke, awakened. No, oh, they are, they're in the same universe. I mean, in the sense of like, they're not like, because Black Adam is like Shazam's like enemy, like yep. head, his, his, his head boy. He's another, mm-hmm. you know, um, uh, special boy, whatever the fuck. So like, it was just kind of weird that they're not really connecting them more directly, but if they're, they're giving oh, it so oppor- like a Shazam champion, right. But they're giving him a chance to grow in an entirely different time period in like the forties or the fifties or whatever mm-hmm. with the JSA. So whatever, dude, the suit looks cool as shit and the rock doesn't need padding. That's nice. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Uh, oh, we goodness. got the first teaser for Naomi. I literally don't care. I don't know what this is. What, what am I supposed to look at? It's like uh, just a reporter and Supermanville. I guess I don't, I really don't it know. It looks like, bullshit if you're going to give us a trailer give us like what it's about that does not explain anything it At just explains it's that tra- it's a teenage if, girl if it's a trailer for something that we don't know about that you're making on the fly explain what it is to us don't make us wonder what it is like black adam everybody knows who that is you can release a trailer that teases things but just naomi who is well, that what is that because well how i would be like too how i would be is that like i don't think a lot of people know who black adam is except for maybe like fans but for like so say like it. people you get a big big just dude has powers just got back he's going to kill people he looks cool yeah. that's literally what it looks like and naomi looks like it's just a teenage girl who is not who is uh, uh ignoring her high school responsibilities to try to be a reporter in supermanville yeah it looks and who has anxiety and had a panic attack and then fainted so i watched all of the like the whole all the fandom presentations um Mm -hmm. and it feels like most of there is more lots more information but it wasn't in the actual teaser itself and that kind of bothers me um that was more like a fandom presentation problem of they didn't integrate their footage very well with the actual teasers they had when they got like released afterwards Mm -hmm. but i don't know i don't know i don't really care that much uh, we got the first trailer for Young Justice Phantoms, which by now has already been out. I've already watched the first few episodes. Me too. I watched the first two episodes. Wait, did you already get all the way through season three? Yeah, I do. Nice. There was a bit of a dip in quality, wasn't there, for season three, right? I actually disagree with you. What? <laughs> so the like funny it. thing is, we're yeah. going to go on this little tangent. Okay. Um, I'm only going to go a little bit because it's going to be a talking point for me today. So, uh, or it might be. Anyway, so Young Justice 3, I started rewatching after I finished the uh, first two episodes of 4 that I started rewatching um, 1. And yeah. the thing is, I noticed what you're saying. I get what you're saying. You just don't care. 
No, because if you go back, the animation quality is a little worse because if you look at the faces, they're drawn like it's like typical animation, like cartoon animation. Like mm-hmm. sometimes they look funky yeah. and they actually fix that in season three. It's just it doesn't the bodies don't run as smoothly in their environments as you the, expect. Yeah, the so. facial stuff is better, even though the designs are simpler. But mm-hmm. on the whole, I just didn't. I don't do think they're simpler. Do. I think they're actually more detailed. They're more detailed in a very generic fashion. It's like how the new 52 sure. made everything. It was more detailed. Everything was cooler and sleeker. But on that same hand, because everything was like that, it kind of looked the same. Sure. Um, Whatever. Yeah. Uh, Robin got, uh, you know, Red Robin got a hood. Yes. Um, anyway, right, the season four trailer um, I, looks good. I've started watching the series, so it doesn't really matter. Anything good over, shit? Anything over there, Jacob? I didn't watch it because I haven't seen anything Young Justice yet. Okay. Well, you need to watch it because it's all on HBO Max. Uh, I don't know if that's really going to be his deal, to be honest. It's a oh, it's a lot of right. it's a lot of content, and I'll. It's such a it. good universe, though. It it's is. like one of my favorites. Uh, so we got the first trailer for Catwoman Hunted, which was uh, also announced. Don't give a shit. I'm gonna take this one. The animation is the whole vibe of this was really weird. It was really unique. It's like 60s ish, maybe, but it was also like a little bit of anime, maybe, but a little bit Hanna Barbera. It, it was freaking weird, which makes it unique, which makes it slightly interesting because it's unique. And that's pretty much it. That's fair. I, I'm kind of interested in the Catwoman teaming up with with Batwoman angle, but I, I'm, I'm sure I'll watch it because I watch everything because I don't have a life, but I'm not exactly on my toes waiting. Just doesn't. It just looks like big titty anime girls to me. Oh, my goodness. Uh, we got the first proper trailer for <laughs> the Batman. <laughs> <laughs> So they reused the cover song because it's just that good. Because it's I badass. Just, I don't care. Um, I, this is just, I think, because we originally had speculated and basically everyone, I think, was thinking that Penguin was like a tiny little role. Like he's just like informant or whatever. I actually think Penguin's going to be the big bad and Riddler is just like in the middle. I think Catwoman, Riddler, and Batman have all been essentially wronged by the system and then penguin is like not literally directly involved with those problems but he's like the representation of of what the city is or whatever because riddler's pro- looks like he's going to be captured for like most of the movie and his machinations are just going to go anyways which i think is cool it, it looks good uh bulletproof armor ooga ooga uh i i am actually so glad that they it's gray and black still yeah i like that a lot um it we finally got to see alfred we actually got to see alfred oh um, daddy circus has a big scar in his face yes so <laughs> it's not the only big thing we know about andy circus oh my gosh monkey, monkey. <laughs> uh it's oh wait don't monkeys have small dicks actually uh, we'll talk about that uh big bull <laughs> um this movie the colors the colors are so good it's so stylized we get we get to see so many shots of like behind his shoulder yes uh because that just looks so good i enjoy the fact that it is actually going to be an actual actual detective norm yes and it's stupidly stylized but not like it's just different it's a different type of style where it's not like batfleck stylized it's very different and it just looks really cool it's seven zodiac and, and batman which is cool. How I think this movie's going to roll is um, it's basically what you said. Yeah. But it's Riddler gets captured 
very, he does get captured early, but the whole thing is Batman is still trying to take care of all the Riddler stuff. That yeah, Riddler, he's Riddler going planted, after Riddler trophies. I was about to say he planted four hundred Riddler trophies in Gotham, <laughs> and they're going to explode if he doesn't get them all. <laughs> Oh boy! Um, the Batman forgets, and he comes back four months later. And he's like, "Oh, I found this." Also, uh, Robot Bat and Bat actually used a bat in the trailer, and that's definitely meta. There's no way that that wasn't used a bat. Yeah, he used a bat for about a second. Where? That's definitely when he was like right before Penguin's like, "Hey, what are you doing? I've got a cannoli," you know. But right before he did that, oh, because no, the dude, yeah, the guy had yeah, the bat. He, had he, bat just, he, he just he, hit him while he was holding it. What the other he, guy? But, but the guy whose nickname is like all about bats because his name <laughs> yeah, Batman. That's funny. The bat batting man. I am interested in what is going on when that that overhead shot in the sewer. I think with the flare, I can't tell that if those people cool. are following him, as in he's leading them, or yeah. he's like being stalked. It looks fucking cool, and I want it. That'd now. be so cool if all the cops are le- or following him. I feel like it's, I don't think it's going to be the cops. I think he's going to be on, uh, basically after the start of the movie, the cops are going to permanently be on his bad side. I think those might, Yeah, because those he does get be pushed the, up against, like, Gordon pushes him up and was like, you need to chill world. Yeah, I think because, yeah, and because the, the GCPD show has basically confirmed it, like, yeah, all the cops are fucked. Um, I think... GCPD show? Oh, yeah, they're... We're ha- still rolling with that, eventually. Um, and that's supposed to be prequel it's a to prequel, this? prequel, yeah. So... Okay. I, they might be those. I think they're penguin thugs, the ones with all the face paint and stuff. Yeah. Maybe he pulls some Dark Knight Returns shit and is like, you are now all my Robins. <laughs> I hope not. I don't think so. I don't know. There's lots of shit. Or like, you are all now my informants or I'm going to put you in jail. Yeah, basically. But then ba- that makes Batman corrupt. <laughs> uh, yes, but Batman is pretty fucked up. Anyways. Oh, yeah, he is. Jacob, and I hope we get Psycho Batman. Jacob, Cream. Lots of cream. Uh, yes, lots because I saw like little bits and pieces uh, on TV, but I never like paid attention or heard anything. But then I went to the movie theater and watched a movie, and that's where I saw the trailer properly oh. for the first time. And it was mega cream. It was oh, extra cream. The theaters now. Yeah, I just that's what I it rolled in front of the movie I saw today. <sighs> I want to go so good. Go see yep, do it. Um. Also, Catwoman. I'm actually looking forward to that a lot. Me the too. real question is: Is Batman going to go down in this movie? <laughs> Canon, or is she going to be very disappointed? He's going to go. No, I don't do that. Heroes, heroes, heroes don't, don't do that. Do that. Heroes don't. Do um, that. there's one shot that I haven't seen anybody talking about when he's diving off the tower, and there's like an offset line of lights it looks like it's a greater picture that they cut off and i want to know more interesting um so we got the story trailer for suicide squad kill the justice league i still don't really care it's not supposed to be in the argum universe it is i really do think that the the two games that got announced were switched like during production because arkham knight everyone was like arkham knights is can't is gonna be you know gotham knights Derp. Seems like it's following basically off the exact premise of, of Arkham Batman dead. Knight, but it's not, even though all the vibes are there and like the story is really similar, but it's confirmed to not be canon to that universe. But Kill the Justice League is, even though there's a bunch of retcons necessary for that or whatever. So I re- I think in production they got switched and just nobody wants to deal with it. But the four characters in the squad are all big namers. They're not going to die. And it's just Justice League. I don't care. I really don't. It well, Boomerang died in the second movie. 
Yeah, but those are like the big four. They're not going to kill him in the stupid game. It's a this co-op game. They're not going to kill one of the main protagonists so you can't play at the very end. <sighs> this trailer definitely uh, made me lose interest in the game a lot. I was like, well, I was excited for it, but I don't know. There was just something about it that I was like, nah. Yeah. The, the tone doesn't the mesh way. with the universe it's supposed to be in. And it's obvious that there's no Batman, so it's really weird. Mm-hmm. It just, the vibes are all kind of weird. Because if there was Batman, he would be taking care of the Justice League. And also, I mean, yeah, <laughs> also four-player co-op games. Cringe. Yeah, just also true. Um, yeah, it just, the vibes are kind of weird. Some of the jokes were funny. Like, anim- the animation does look pretty nice. Some of the designs are cool. It's just, I don't want to, pl- I'll, I'll pick it up for 20 bucks. I thought it was funny when uh, when they kept zapping. Uh, that was Penguin. funny. That was great. King Shark didn't know what to do. Boom up. Uh, we got the second trailer for Gotham Knights. Now, this does look really good, even though it is yep. also a four-player co-op game. The, I want, I like Court of Vowels. I like the premise. Mm, pretty colors. It does seem really cool, actually. Spooky. It um, would suck. It would suck that it wouldn't be in the same universe, though. But it's not. They, it literally isn't. I mean, it would suck if it was. Even if though... it wasn't. I mean, I mean, it sucks that it isn't because I think it would be cool that like Batman never got to deal with them and yes, his kids. It fits. It uh-huh. literally fits. Whether or not Batman actually died or not, it fits all of the stuff set up in Arkham Knight. The tone kind of fits. It makes sense to change up the gameplay after that. Mm-hmm. It has the same characters. Yeah, we have all these characters. And except also this studio's except been, Tim looks totally different. He does weird. The studio's been teasing this game basically since Night came out. And it's like, oh yeah, you know, those those you know freaking Court of Owl teases we've been doing since like 2015. Yeah, it's like another game, but it's like not an Arkham game. Like, fuck you. That's dumb. I'm going to buy it though. It looks good. I agree. This one made me more interested in this game, even though it's four-player co-op, because of Court of Owls, and it's made by Rocksteady, and it's set in Arkham, even though it's not the same universe. It's not Rocksteady. It's it's Montreal. It's WB Games. I'm pretty sure it said Rocksteady in the trailer. Nope, Rocksteady is doing um, Suicide Suicide Squad. Squad? Sack! Yep, it's the it's the secondary Arkham team is doing this one. It's dumb. It's really dumb. Anyways. Well, this was at the end of the list, and this was probably when I nodded off. Fair. Because uh, I was watching them all in bed. <laughs> nice. Uh, we got a behind-the-scenes look at Aquaman in the Lost Kingdom. Looks good. The suits are all goofy as fuck, and they showed, like, one frame of Amber Turd. Cool. Uh, we also got a behind-the-scenes of Shazam! Fury of the Gods. We're cool. looking forward to this. Apparently, it does take place two years after the first movie because all the kids hit fucking puberty. Uh, the suits are like modernized and like edgy, like teenagers. I'm into it. Yeah. Uh, we also got a sizzle reel for Harley Quinn season three, which I believe is supposed to be coming out at the end of this year. They're just not done with a teaser or whatever. They made a whole meme about it, which was kind of funny. Uh, so it was basically like storyboards and stuff. Uh, and then just some news. Uh, Doom Patrol got renewed for season four. Fuck yeah. Uh, we have a battle for the Super Sons animated movie being released in 2022. And it is apparently um, going to be the first 3D animated WB like DZ movie. That turns me off. Um, but the, the premise is interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Patty Jenkins is confirmed to still be working on Wonder Woman 3. Uh, and Pennyworth season three is going to be coming exclusively to HBO Max in 2022. And then the show will probably die. Um, yeah, that um, was fandom. Wait, wait, Pennyworth, do we have any seasons yet? 
Yeah, we have two already. It was on um, FX. Uh, it, it, it took Gotham's spot because it's in the Gotham universe, even though nobody cares. Oh, that's why I didn't know anything about it. Okay, yeah. continue. Um, yeah. Uh, fandom, we didn't get any Restore the Snyderverse shit. And we didn't get an air cut. I'm going to boycott next year. I'm lying. I'm going to watch more stuff anyways. I'm not lying. It's a joke. I'm memeing. Kill me. Restore the Snyderverse. Yeah. Do do the hashtag. Harass all the people. Do the stuff. Next piece of news, please. Okay. So we got from comicbook.com. Marvel Studios and Disney push back nearly every movie on the studio's release slate Monday, setting in motion one of the most widespread release date changes since the onset of the pandemic. The delays this time around, however, aren't necessarily COVID-related. In fact, Marvel Studios head Kevin Feige has now confirmed they're related to the production schedules on the various upcoming movies. Quote, it's production shifts and changes, and because we have so many slots, we can just shift slots, end quote. Feige told Variety's Mark Malcolm, Malkin, Mark Malkin, at Monday's Eternals world premiere. He added, all the Marvel slots are the same. We're just shifting when they're coming out. And yes, Strange in the Multiverse of Madness has moved six weeks. So instead of there being three months between Marvel movies, there will be five months between Marvel movies, and I think we can all handle that, end quote. Current MCU release dates are Eternals, November 2021, Spider-Man No Way Home, December 2021, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, May 2022, Thor, Love and Thunder, July 2022, Wakanda Forever, November 2022, The Marvels, February 2023, Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 3, May 2023, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantum Mania july 2023 all other unannounced titles removed from the public release slate cool nice we get a bigger break big donk i, I need that <clears throat> i appreciated the Wait. fact that they just removed <sighs> frick bless you that's I what i was just gonna ask about is like what about blade and uh there uh, so there are other movies that we have that have been announced, but none of them have been given release dates. They're like soft production dates, some of which are released to the public, some aren't. But all of the um, untitled but released release dates uh, were removed from the slate. And then like five seconds ago, they added more on, but I didn't feel like adding it because it's not really worth talking about. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Cool. So uh, Fantastic Four and Blade. Um, and then uh, Captain America 4, I believe, are the three that don't have any release dates yet. And they're probably technically going to be in Phase 5, even though they seem to have given up on the whole Phase thing or whatever, which is dumb. I need it for my brain. Shall, shall we talk about the, the, the topic thingamajiggy? Sure. Uh, so this week's topic thingamajiggy is Dark Knight's Metal, uh, The Resistance, which is a collected edition of the books about the 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 not justice league in gotham so we got the teen titans or the titans depending on who you ask um <clears throat> the justice league for like five seconds uh some batman villains and the suicide squad vibin and going through some shit 
So I think we should split this up into three sections. The first part being Gotham Resistance, which is Teen Titans number 12, Nightwing number 29, Suicide Squad number 26, and Green Arrow number 32. Nerd. Which is the first four issues of the book. I like this team dynamic, to be honest. At first, when I... When I read it through the first time, it bothered me that the art style changes every single issue. But looking at it a second time, I kind of appreciate that they had a single story run through four main storylines and it made sense and it was easy to follow. It wasn't like this big mini event inside of an event. It was just four issues involving the same crew of people across the different comic lights yeah it it definitely works better on that front uh than a lot of other types of like tie in across multiple lines stuff usually works um i feel like the teen titans got a little underserved in this uh to be honest except for robin duh like it, it just felt like they're kind of removed from the narrative pretty quickly for the sake of we want to focus on certain characters and not these ones. So we have to find, you know, plot reasons for them to not be there. I don't really have much to say. Like this is uh I feel like you guys overhyped this for me. This is cool. But also, I think reading it book by book entirely fucked you up. That's definitely what fucked me up. I said read it chronologically and you didn't listen to me. Because I'm going to pinch your nose. Why? So anyway. Are um, you my mother? Ow. (laughs) It's my cartilage. It's my cartilage. This seemed like mixed metaphors got mixed a little too heavily and couldn't get fleshed out well enough like there's seven layers of hell from paradise lost or something yeah and that was my favorite like, part and it got like no attention yeah and like you don't even see seven layers leading up to mount doom or whatever inside <laughs> of the middle of gotham like, gotham mount doom yeah yeah you you see four or five maybe and the rest are like well we walked through them and they were fine um, you have a whole bunch of Alice in Wonderland all the way through it. I mean, you have one specific uh, layer, but it's quoted all the way through. It's just, it's quite heavy with ideas that didn't get fleshed out, but yeah. it doesn't really bring down the whole story. It's just stuff that you pick up on and you're like, oh, that's weird. I hope they go somewhere with it and they don't. So it it's kind like, of- whatever. It kind of felt like when basically any Batman related book has multiple villains in it and they're trying to do stuff and then they never like none of them have enough room to do their own thing. So they kind of overlap. And then, yeah, yeah. The metaphors get really mixed. Um, this this one's fine, though. I mean, yeah, it's still good. It's just it, it, it feels like there could have been a lot more. It gives uh, you enough. It gives you enough to make your own headcanon and it makes it fun. It's not like. It doesn't leave you hanging. 
No, definitely. I, I just I really liked the idea of Gotham being turned into this this segmented system with the different villains having their own weird shit going on. It's a really cool concept. And like the parts we do get to see are represented really interestingly on the visual end. It just is really underserved with how much like room it gets. So this includes the first uh, issue of a Nightwing run that I've ever read. So really, uh, yes. And you know where you should pick up if you want to start reading Nightwing. No, I don't. But the I'm sure you're the current tell run me. by by Daddy Tom Taylor. Wow. Well, but anyway, she's in. It's a great mythical story that Nightwing has an amazing ass. So I was keeping an eye out while reading this run, these four issues. You see his ass during uh, actually the Nightwing issue, but it's covered in cloaks and it doesn't really count. The only time you really see his ass is in issue three, which is the Suicide Squad number 26, when he's captured by Ivy and he's just hanging from the vines. And uh, I I have to agree. It is a, a decent ass. That is Gotham's ass. No, that's Bloodhaven's ass. Which, in some universes, is inside of Gotham. In cringe universes. No. Let Nightwing be his own thing. Alright, so moving on. We have bats out of hell which is the flash number 33 justice league 32 and 33 and hal jordan and the green lantern Corps number 32 okay so this is these are my least favorite issues out of the entire event uh they're really important in how the narrative functions like this is like the back end of how the main issues work but they're kind of not that interesting and i don't like them (laughs) they're uh yeah they're messy like some of there's a couple of points that are really important for the main metal line. And then there's a couple of points that wrap up what we just read in um, the resistance, like the, the great walking wild, wild west spider machine thing. Yeah. It really works well when they're interspliced chronologically with like the main issues. So it's like, this is what happened. And then this is how it happened. Like that. It feels really good to do that because it does alternate pretty evenly but just reading them in one chunk is like, this is no, I don't like it. It's just, it's a big chunk of like mostly exposition. Basically our point is that uh, all fans should read dark Knights metal chronologically. Yes. Uh, I also posted the, uh, the best reading order publicly for any of the like two people who follow us because it has been perfected through like four read throughs. Um, we will obviously do the same when we inevitably come to the next event. I did really like Batman Lost and Hawkman Found, though. That is the last section of this book that I was going to talk about. Batman being lost in his noggin is so overdone, and I don't care. I always love it. Him just having hallucinations and being pretentious as shit is great. And like, as previously mentioned, the fact that Hawkman and the mythology associated with him is so integral to this entire arc and, and like event is super freaking cool. And there's this whole yep. issue dedicated to just him. It's so nice. So Batman lost. I had two takeaways that are entirely useless. So let me uh, divulge them now. 
his bookshelf is horrifying. So he's sitting in his sitting room and his granddaughter or something walks up and is like, granddaddy, read me a story. And he's like, go pick one out. So he's got freaking everything's completely out of order. Like you've got long Halloween on the top shelf and then dark victory on the third shelf on completely opposite corners. Like, what are you even doing? Maybe the granddaughter just reorders the de- the the shelf how she wants, like DC editors do, and just fucks with it because she can. Just just saying, maybe, maybe. I do see that, or maybe it's Case, just because yeah, it's dumb. Can I see yours? Yeah, it's the same. It's the same. The it's, same... In, it's in two different books. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's so funny. Yeah, it, it. I think it's just and it, just whatever. It but was you are just right. a, supposed to be a funny nod, but it really drives me crazy. Congrats, um, you have a useless take. I like it. Soon after that, it flashes back to like the first Batman comic ever, allegedly. And mm-hmm. he, he's got purple gloves, and I'm very happy with that. We love the purple gloves. Mm, cummies. So, uh... Oh, I am an advocate for giant square belts, right? Mm-hmm. I am not for giant circle belts. Uh, yeah, you're right. The, yeah. Giant circle belt is a no-go. Yeah. It looks like a sonar panel. Yeah. I do like how it just gives these different examples of, like, it's just more possibilities and how all this other stuff could have ever happened or whatever. And it, it's one of those things where you always complain about it because it's like, can we see something else? But also, I I still want more of it. Mm-hmm. I love seeing anyway. the rebirth suit. Like I love how the rebirth suit is just the new 52 suit, but it has a yellow outline around the emblem. I think that's really cool. I think that's the best way to add yellow. Like I don't like mm-hmm. the circle. I don't like the octagon. I've never really liked them. I, I like the little outline. It's just enough yellow where it pops, but it's not like a beacon of light. Yeah. Cause he's not a beacon of light. He's just kind of like, <laughs> I'm right here. <laughs> So this book is is pretty rough around the edges. It's nice to have the Teen Titans and the Suicide Squad have their bit of this event, but it's got so much other stuff going on that is essential to the main metal storyline that you actually feel is missing when you read just the main metal storyline that it's not chopped up and sorted well. And it's very frustrating to read faux shizzle uh yeah yeah definitely agree on that one i just, i did like seeing green arrow on the whole he doesn't really do a lot like there's something terribly exciting with him but i like him because his reasons he, he love green arrow slaps and uh, yes green arrow slaps damian wayne in the head like a lot i love that he needs it. i love that he's a nice balance to damian's ego Welcome to the Dime Comic Bros podcast. We like abusing children. Yes. Love it. <laughs> Shall we talk about uh, Star Wars? Yeah. Dude. Yeah. So Star Wars Visions, uh, this is the fifth short, uh, the ninth Jedi. Why is it not the ninth one? No idea. Some dumbass ordered these weird. Uh, someone sure. tell me what the fuck's going on and give me some thoughts. So That is all Colin. All right, so in this short, what we have is 
a group of Jedi that have been beaconed to this, what seems to be a moon, um, by this, um, this person who is in tune with the force and is willing to give lightsabers to the learning force users because the knowledge of how to make a lightsaber has been lost to the ages. And then we get to see the, um, lightsaber, uh, forger and his daughter, and they get under attack and she sends him off, sends her off with the lightsabers to the nearby moon where all those Jedi's were told to meet. And with this, we are given an, a new little bit of lore about lightsaber crystals and lightsabers and how they work in this short, in this legend as it is, which is that the lightsaber color changes depending on your relationship with the force, which is kind of cool. And also the length of the lightsaber, which means Colin would have a length the size of like a baseball bat and Spencer would have one the size of a thimble. But continue. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Um, Excuse me, sir. Going on a little bit more off of that. Uh, Mine would be the length of a banana. I agree. Uh, Going off of that. (laughs) Going off of that. um, We're shown that through the forger's daughter's um, frantic lightsaber wielding, where she is holding this lightsaber, she turns it on, and it's clear. It's like clear. It's so weird. It has no lightsaber color to it and she's like oh and he's like when when you when you grow up and your relationship becomes stronger with the force you too will have your own color and it's so really she quick gets- um it kind of looked like the dark saber but not quite it looked transparent it was the light pretty saber. close to the dark saber it was the clear saber no i get that but it's it, the it, custom yeah. saber it looks similar <laughs> to the dark saber but not as dark yeah no i got the same feels it looks like a a clear plastic tube that just naturally darkens the light because it's a, something for the light to pass through because photons and light and fucking stuff. nerd. <laughs> so she, so she gets sent to the moon by this uh, rickety droid that's on, that's on his break and tells her to go screw off. And she's like, I need to go. And he's like, okay. And then he hobbles along really slowly and she's panicking. And she's also being chased by the people that attacked her house. And um she's sent to the moon and she finds all the guys and only one of them is actually a jedi and all the others are sith enforcers and they all go through a battle and then um the guy that uh sent the beacon to them comes pops out of the robot that uh that was telling them to wait for the lightsabers pops out with his lightsaber and starts dueling all of them with the other two get awesome lightsaber fights and then we find the girl gets her color which is green green it was green yes and fight all these guys and then one of the guys is like you're not uh one uh the 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 guy that told them all to go to this moon says to one of the sith guys he's like this is not who you really are you're jedi like us and he's like you're right brother and his red lightsaber comes a purple lightsaber he's like it's a i too have been darkened it's a double twist yeah it's a double twist (laughs) some of it's really cheesy but i really like this episode It's it's all cheesy Yes and no, but like this episode was really good. I really like this episode a lot. I love, I loved the like crazy old man that was in the robot, and he looked so cool. And like how they all fought with lightsabers, just the way how that all worked. And I like how they did the 
uh, coloring of the lightsabers. Like I like how they changed the lore a little bit that way. So I have one negative. I I have to say, yeah. Ew, I hate 3D rendered stuff in 2D anime. Yes, uh, the opening was disgusting, and I hate seeing that. Uh, agreed. That was that was pretty gross. Uh, the the hints of world building was really nice. It it, it just. It was really good at implying stuff in a really short runtime. It's like, oh, I wonder about that. Oh, what? That sounds cool. Oh, what about that? But it never really takes away from the plot. Mm-hmm. Can I please say this before Spencer does? Sure. The soundtrack slaps. Yeah. Soundtrack slaps. Uh, Colin, don't rape the microphone, please. I'm going to. Uh, uh, the pilot droid was Jacob. Uh, I loved the pilot droid. That was funny. It's just like, I'm on my break. Shut up. He's like, um, okay, fine. He waddles uh, over to his I fucking took transport. Huge offense to that <laughs> droid. I did the most, the, the first anime sin, and I watched it subbed. And when the freaking kid starts the fight or whatever, like near the beginning of the fight, the freaking droid was like, Nice moves. And it was like, oh, come on. Like, I thought that was funny. No. Yes. Nice moves. Yeah, the droid was like, damn, that kid's like doing shit. No, they wait, wait, anime, anime nice sin moves. sub or do you mean dub? I think he meant dubbed. Ah, no, you're right. I'm, you're right. I was wrong. I watched it dubbed. Not OK. Subbed. Also, it's not really a sin. It's a constant debate between the community. It means how American are you? It, uh, are sure. you smart enough to actually watch what you're watching, or are you multitasking like a child? Yes, yes I was actually multitasking. I was heating up my dinner, so sue me. You know what? I'm, I can't for I'll poop. Take him to court. <laughs> uh, yeah, the fight was really nice at the end. Um, just kind of all around, it was just, just it was cool. They did some some spinny. It was spin- cool. They did some spinny spins and some flippy flips. Last week, Colin was all like. Star Wars isn't all freaking guns and lightsabers and stuff, but it still felt nice to have a big ass lightsaber fight this episode. Yeah. No, it's fun. I'm like, I, I like shorts. When it comes to shorts, I generally like it more when it's just like typical Star Wars stuff. But like, if it's a long length movie or like a show and like they're trying to make something, I do now. I now enjoy it to be like anything else other than lightsabers in the world. I With think that was my that. last point. So continue. I don't know why people like this one so much, to be honest. I like it. It's really good. But like, how does this compare with the first episode? It's not the best one. No, like it's for, not. By far, it's not. Wesley, I'm calling you out for your shit opinion. Wesley, you have shitty opinions and you're in the other room. You better hear me. Well, I'm the Ronin glad- is better. You just justified my opinion. I was going to say Ronin is first and this is second. So this one's tied with Village Bride for me. I like this more than Village Bride. Yeah, me too. Wait, that's hard because yellow lightsaber slaps and also weird mystical force stuff slaps. Bro, he got that bucket helmet. That's yeah, dude. That was fucking funny. Anyways, uh, never um, mind. I'm sorry, Jacob. I have to side with Spencer on this. <laughs> Bucket helmet wins. <laughs> um, it's just like it's cool. It's good. There's it's nice cool. stuff, but it's like 
it's just a, a butt ton of stuff about lightsabers. It's yeah. like watching that really cool arc in the Clone Wars where all the, the younglings go in the caves and they get their crystals and they make their lightsabers. Like, this is cool. Is there anything else here, though? But I like this because there, it's like it's lost to the ages. So it's like so important that they get these lightsabers. It is. But because we're given 30 seconds of that before they get a lightsaber, it's like, yeah, sure. To defend myself, uh, as I argued last week, a large portion of it was just general mysticism. It didn't it wasn't specifically Star Wars, like them commuting with the planet wasn't like all the force it was just weird mysticism that's all i can say and then you have the foreign wedding ceremony that's like it could be anything it could be some country that we don't know about whereas this one felt like star wars through and through it starts with kyber crystals they're making lightsabers and it's adding lore and it's it's star wars through and through the whole episode whereas uh Village Bride was kind of 50-50 Star Wars or just weird anime shit. So that's why this one scores higher. Can I marry a lightsaber, though? No. But what if it's my culture? Mm, You're wrong. Hey, at least, to be fair, we didn't have a crossover between these two episodes, and then they marry off the, like, 14-year-old girl and say that she's a lolly and she's, like, a thousand-year-old queen or whatever. Yeah. Star Wars hasn't delved into weird pedo shit yet, so we're doing good. good. We're doing Doing good. good. We're doing good. Jacob, my good sir, what have you been doing with your time and energy? And, and care and love and affection. Shut I up. mean, I just poured a shot of whiskey, but... Oh, fine, Colin. Spit <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, he goes first. Um, I have to choose. Eh. All right. Um, I'll do the tough part before I ingest the shot of whiskey. So, I started reading The Green Lantern Omnibus. Volume 1, written by Jeff Johns. Say that again. Continue. Say that again. Keep going. For Colin's information, I started reading Green Lantern, written by Jeff Johns. Volume 1. It is 12 or 1300 pages long. He's a four on the buses. I have, no, it's three. I have read half of this omnibus in the last two days and that is because after f- four hours per day of reading it i switched to a real book because i would have burned through it all in one day so i'm gonna talk about green lantern rebirth and green lantern core recharge so rebirth had six issues and recharge had uh five issues so going back to rebirth now look it up on freaking Goodreads or fandom so that I can remember the plot. It's been a lot of reading. I'm sorry, guys. He's such a disappointment, isn't he? Such a disappointment. Shame. Shame. You must commit ritual suicide. No. I'll get the Kool-Aid. Rebirth was tough because there's a lot of Green Lantern history that I was not up on. Hal Jordan was in his body but he also had Parallax and the Spectre in his body as like a possession thing. 
or parasite thing. It was kind of weird. And he was being a total dickhead until he wasn't. He was fixed. And that's what brought him back to life because he was dead from bringing back the sun and saving the entire universe, which is how his body died originally. But the specter paired with his body and holy crap, it was really tough to catch up on what was going on. Yeah, the but, 90s was really rough on Green Lantern. He did a lot of genocide. Uh, because of all that, it brings Hal Jordan back and kind of makes him younger. And that's what this Green Lantern run is about. It's about Hal Jordan after he's been dead and undead. You mean his rebirth? Yes, which is why it's named that. <laughs> wow. I'm a Green Lantern fan. Can you tell? Oh, yeah, I can tell. <laughs> I don't really remember what else happened. It was pretty much just to bring freaking Hal Jordan back. It was pretty much just a soft reboot, yeah. What Did you like one? the art? Oh, my gosh. The, the art in this book is amazing. And it's mostly consistent. There's like one or two issues that are like from left field, but it's still really nice. Um, I like that it's usually consistent, even though there are different artists, uh, different like pencilers, some issues and different inkers, some issues. It's like you look at it and you're like, it's this Jeff Johns run. You know it just by looking at it. Amazing. Comes back from a decade long genocide spree. It's got to recharge his phone. Just got just got to plug that bitch in. That Nokia went down to 90 (laughs) percent. What? <laughs> I'm so lost on that. The fandom doesn't cover what recharge is about. Spencer, do you remember? Nope. It's been a long time since I've read that run. I just remember it being oh. really good and expanding all of the mythos. It's got them new colors. We expanded the gay. There's more in the rainbow. There's more colors? Yeah, that's what Jeff Johns did. He was like, you know, there's not two colors. There's like 10. Oh, so he added those. Yeah, he oh. revamped like all the green, so, all the lantern mythology. Wait, for a while, was there only two colors? Pretty much. The spectrum got extra spectrum. Hmm. I don't know that. Of course, Spencer's the one talking about the spectrum. And the gay. <laughs> of course, he's gay. <laughs> I'm very funny. All right, so this one I had a difficult time with because he... The Green Lanterns are fighting against the spider freaking bad guys that are trying to uh take over everything and spread their webs everywhere and eventually try to take over the green lantern planet oa oa and uh the green lanterns in the last six issues had a problem with killing and it was like against their ethics their their rule book uh, to not kill, but then when the spiders are invading their home planet, they're entirely okay with killing the spiders. And it's not like they were dumb beasts. They were fully thought out and kind of like Borg. So it's like, I really, the whole time I've been reading this omnibus, I don't understand the book of Oa and the ethics behind it because a lot of the Green Lanterns are assholes. And there's really no common thread. There's 
rules that they are supposed to follow, but they break the rules all the time. And it's kind of like a shitty 60s sitcom where it's like, oh, Johnny, just don't do it again. It, it doesn't make sense in my mind yet. He's getting there. You're like, you're like this close. You're like, you almost got it. You're like, like, this close. See, you're coming across really patronizing right now, and I don't understand why. You, you get a little head pat. The Green Lanterns are space cops founded by a really fucked up civilization who are complete and utter narcissistic assholes. Mm-hmm. It's fine that they are assholes, it's but when they report to... Good. But when they report to duty to obey the Book of Oa, there should be a common thread that they freaking oh, ethics they define don't. ethics. The corrupt space cops. That's the point. Is like they don't. That's why. Like every ten minutes, they're like the guardians are dumb. What are we doing? They're making us do bad things. Because they don't follow their own ethics because their ethics don't mean anything. They're written by people who don't follow them in the first place. Mm-hmm. It's all so fake. Basically, this isn't about how cops is bad. It's about how Catholics are the cause of everything evil. In it's the about world. how Catholics are gay. They're making the freaking frogs gay. Sluts. Wait, what? I'm so confused. Sure. Let's, let's roll with that. <laughs> let's roll with that answer. Yes. Colin, what have you done? Frogs are green. I got it. Got it. I'm smart. Uh, okay, so I watched Justice League versus the Fatal Five. Ooh. Ooh. Um, I didn't know what to expect going into this. I'd had no idea what was going on except for that Miss Martian was in this. Booba. Which is strange. I think the only reason why she was in this and the only reason her character is definitely definitely what i think is the only reason she was in this was because of young young justice she doesn't really add anything except for like being able to go into someone's mind which is we could have used just john jones Mm -hmm. um but this movie is about how in the future the league of superheroes are fighting the fatal five and three of them use a time travel thingy that Brainiac five invented to, you know, time travel. And they use that, but in, in their, on their attack, they capture the space travel, uh, the time traveling device. They use it, but Starboy uh, jumps on and is time, time travels with them. And um, then there's this whole, the time travel bubble stops working because Brainiac five almost finished making a fail safe or whatever. And then super and space boy. Yeah. Space star state. Yeah. Space boy. <laughs> star boy. Space star boy. Is it star boy? I think I don't know. <laughs> I Same difference. Star boy who can't remember anything and needs his medicine pushes. What's his face's brain into the controls, which makes it magically. Oh, fail safe works now. Then they plant onto the earth. Gov- uh, American government takes over the bubble while Starboy is running around needing this medicine that doesn't exist because it hasn't been invented yet. It's for from what I from what I think is it's from Alzheimer's and he has it <laughs> and he's like super young or whatever. And then the Fatal Five come about and then it's like you know they the government messed messed with the bubble and brought it or not the government actually it was mr terrific mr terrific um 
activated the bubble and then the bad guys came out because they're trying to uh, get the last two remaining members of the fatal five back because the only way to imprison them was to put them in like thousand years back in time because um, the green lantern Corps doesn't exist in their time because it got destroyed. And so they're imprisoned on Oa. Wow. Can we please get Bruce Tim away from this fucking universe before he keeps ruining it? I didn't mind this. What? I didn't mind it. Oh, it was fine. I mean, how I look at it is like it literally could exist or it could not exist. Like how Superman, like the death of Superman exists. It could not exist or could exist. Sure. Also, Miss, the whole point of having Miss Martian doesn't make sense. It's just because he wanted to draw more booba, which is fine because he does it well. I mean, sure. You're not wrong. Um, he is a booba artist. Yes. Wonder Woman is in this. Uh, basically, we only get uh, Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Mr. Terrific from the Justice League. Oh, and Miss Martian. Um, it's all right. I'm not going to watch it again. <laughs> um, it's cool. It's fine. It's all right. Um, I like seeing the Green Lantern. Oh, duh. Uh, this Green Lantern deals with PDS. Uh, P- fucking hell. A PDS file. <laughs> this Green Lantern, newly Green Lantern, deals with PTSD. And she goes to like, therapy and stuff like that. And it, it, she feels strange how the Green Lantern uh, ring chose her. And she feels like she has no willpower. And then she learns that she has all this power and blah, blah, blah. But like, um, she's like this great superhero in the future uh, that's that's known by the people in the future. She's called Limelight, which they don't expand on that. Like, why is she called Limelight? I get it, it's the Green Lantern, but like, why is she known as Limelight? Does like the Green Lantern Corps that d- d- dies, but like her ring is the only one that exists, or blah, or whatever? Like, it makes no sense. Sorry, Colin, you're just reminding me why I'm I haven't watched this movie since I saw it the first time, and I barely remember it. Yeah, because it kind of doesn't make sense. But, I mean, like, it was why nice. does it exist? It was fine to have on. I had it on while I was playing Legos. I was I, building the Batcave, so it's like whatever. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, w- would not watch it again. It's like a two out of five. Wow, and that's generous. You are a generous god. Yep, our style is fantastic, though. Well, yeah, Spencer. Hi, sup? What have you been consuming into your butthole? Uh, good question. Uh, I read uh, Chrononauts, uh, volume one. Whoa, whoa, calm down. Uh, it's the first four issues, which came out in 2015, uh, written by Mark Millar and penciled by Sean Murphy. Uh, basically, what if time travel? And that's basically it. Uh, it's a stupidly simple freaking premise with like no logic. It doesn't make sense and it's really fun but it goes by so quickly that you barely notice it doesn't make sense but it definitely uh this was not written out in advance it was like just just make it up as we go along make it look cool and it it looks cool uh time travel between a couple of buttos there's some there's some friend boys uh they they visit different civilizations and they fuck a lot of bitches (laughs) unironically (laughs) they're just like yeah i'm gonna go through time and fuck bitches and then nice and then they do uh good for them and they screw up their relationships in the normal time uh the art is amazing it's definitely um not my favorite uh sean murphy stuff but that's i think just due to time 
it's just from a few years ago. Most artists, their style gets better over time. And I think his has. Uh, could have used a few more issues. This thing is so fast. I've read it in about 30 minutes and it's second four one. issues. Yes, there's a second volume which has a different artist. No, it doesn't. Um, it does. Does it? Yes. Fuck. It's in my Amazon cart waiting right now. That's dumb. Uh, I won't read it. It was fine. It, I picked it up for like $12 and it signed by Daddy Sean himself. Daddy Sean? So I'll stick it in a sleeve and put it on the shelf and maybe read it again. I'll buy the second ish, the, the second volume because I'm interested, but there's just one of those things where it's like <laughs> I, I don't know. It's not like, you know how Back to the Future is like dumb and silly, but it actually all does make sense and it's pretty well thought out. It's not this. It's not <laughs> this, this is like we're just going to go through time and like fight people and like have a butt ton of girlfriends and like have a weird wardrobe. And, and then some of the people from back in time, get a hold of the time travel and that's bad. And like, we fix it and we're done and whatever. It just, I swear I did read it in like 30 minutes and I wasn't even trying to speed read it. It felt like there were like whole sections missing. It was so short. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, Jacob, you got anything else, Butto? I do. Oh, he does. He said, so, I, do. <laughs> I do. I got you. You're mine now. Okay. <laughs> this comic was allegedly rated or. Uh, yeah, rated as the best horror comic of the year by Karen Gillen. Ooh. It came out in 20. 20- 19. Are you saying Karen Gillan as in the actress or Kieran Gillan, the writer? The writer. Ah. Both good. Just I was I was hoping it was the other one. Just different skill sets. I understand. Me. <laughs> Spencer, can you guess what this book is? Oh shit. Um, you and I have reviewed it before. Oh um is it the current alien run no i that haven't started in that. 2020 damn uh best horror comic um horror or horror horror okay thank uh, you i i actually don't know and i'm gonna kick myself tell me it is the Immortal Hulk by Al. Oh, Ewing. I'm a fucking idiot! You dumbass! Yeah. You do that. Shut up! <laughs> so I read the first volume. It is the first ten issues of this Immortal Hulk run, oh. and oh. Uh, yeah. Spencer and I have already reviewed it before. Uh, but the first time I reviewed it, I read it digitally on a very teeny tiny cell phone screen. And this time I read it in hardcover. So it just makes everything so much better. (laughs) It feels better. It looks better. It's much bigger and badder and scarier. And there's so much more detail that you can notice. (sighs) As much as I really love my subscription to Marvel Unlimited, it's cheap. It's really enjoyable. I can see a lot of stuff. It does not beat out holding a book and reading it in full size. That's not really talking about the comic I read, but I mean, Spencer and I have already reviewed it. It's scary. It's spooky. Mm, Hulk is 
big and mean and scary. Oh, and big and mean. He's a he big has door. Nothing against scaring the bad guys that he's about to beat the crap out of. Nom and um, nom every nom. once in a while, he'll teach a lesson before he beats the crap out of people, but he doesn't <laughs> kill them. Uh, there's all kinds of body horror as in people get absorbed into other people or Ooh, the hulk geez. the hulk gets nuked but he has this new regenerating factor kind of like weapon x then he just regrows until the part where literally every body part of the hulk is separated into different jars on a shelf and they're like cutting it in front of him and separating it and putting those pieces into new jars. Oh, it's so nasty. That's so and cool. They take it's some hot. of those parts and hold them close together and it just sews itself back together right in front of people. It's it's really, really well done. It's fun to look at, even though it's disgusting. It's yeah. It's you know me, so I good. love looking at disgusting things. Disgusting. Like Body oh, horror. Thanks. He is disgusting. <laughs> oh man! Wow. <coughs> Rude. <coughs> I hope you choke and die. I hope I choke and die too. <laughs> Damn it! Then I hope you live. Fuck off. <laughs> um. There's again a lot of stuff happening in this book, but I think this. Everything I have questions about in this book is set up for what happens later in the series. I don't think it's really referencing past Hulk runs. So I'm going to hold off on that critique until I read more. Spoiler alert, volume two is happening next week. Nice. This Hulk actually looks like a thumb. Like his actual head looks like a thumb with eyes stuck on it. It's like thumb wars all over again. (laughs) Alan, I would be really interested to hear your take on this book. I need to read it. Yes, it's coming out in omnibus form at some point. I will read it when it comes out on omnibus. <laughs> so when I buy it, I'll give it to you, oh, Danny. Or you can take this really thin book because it's digestible. Uh, big bites for the big boy. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Gosh. So, so what, else what have has you been Colin biting in? So what I have been biting into besides Spencer's meaty asshole. <laughs> oh, imagine dude, asshole you, being meaty. Oh, why do you say things? <laughs> Shut the fuck up. What I have been digesting is Young Justice season three. I finished it finally. Ooh, tell me. It's fantastic. Batman Incorporated. Justice League in space. No superheroes on the world, except for the new Teen Titans, which are called the Outsiders. I thought when we were going to get Outsiders, I thought we were going to get like the Outsiders that like I remember being called the Outsiders, like um, uh, Metamorpho. He's in this, and like mm-hmm. Katana and like Black Lightning. <laughs> no, they those guys are in it. Katana and Metamorpho are part of Batman Incorporated, which they were implemented like Katana's always implemented, just like. Ninja. This is Katana. She's got my. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> Metamorpho, I thought was really cool because they implemented him in a like stealth way, like bat with Batman. It worked really well. Um, it was. It felt really weird coming into the show 
with like the new tech where it's like it feels like it we just got out of season two um and now everyone's got every like batman family has eye and brain implants computer implants that seems a little fucked up to me like how did how did batman this is definitely a batman like hey we should do this and everyone's like okay like everyone just like got in on it hey kid come over here let me put a chip in your yeah let me put a chip in your brain yeah that looked that worked real well in return of the joker true um and they can all like they don't speak but like they speak and then it turns into text to each other Mm -hmm. which is kind of cool but like it just feels weird that like batman can batman definitely convinced them all and I don't know how that works, but because he is the superior father, mm-hmm. of course, he's a superior. He makes his children transhumans. So what I really like about the show is that we don't lose the feeling of like young heroes. Like this is what the whole point of it is. Young justice. Well, first season we got the, like, you know, the original sidekicks and then season two, we got a jump. A, like five year jump gap, yeah, which was horny weird, teenagers, which is weird, but like it made sense, and they were still like teens or kids, like becoming their own. And we had these new younger kids, but they were like still kind of in the realm of they're new, but they're still connected to each person. Where now in season three, we got these um people who are attached to like they're either with the justice league or they're with batman it's like two separate sides and they're all like we've seen them before we knew these guys were going to happen like all these are just like predecessors to other heroes yeah now season three we get three new heroes which are geoforce halo and forager is forager i love forager Fred Bug with two G's. Fred Bug with two G's. Oh, I love that so much. It's you. No, Forager is Forager. No way. It's you. No. No thoughts. Head empty. I thought of you immediately when I saw Forager. I'm like, this is Spencer. He's way too chill to me. Be I can't be. That's true. That's true. You can't be yourself like I can be myself. (laughs) Forager is Forager. Colin is Colin. Yes. Colin with two L's. Oh. My phone refuses to spell it with two L's. I know. I'm using text to speak. I noticed. So Mine too. It pisses me off. I noticed, but I don't care. Um, but we got these three new heroes that are younger. I mean, Forager is like however old he is. But he is like, a bug. Yeah, he's bug. So it doesn't matter. But like he acts like kind of like them because different cultures. So he's like baby. Yes. He's baby. And also I love his um, connection to uh, the bio ship. Yes. It's like, you did not know that Bioship was female? Goral. It was obvious. <laughs> it is a Goral ship. <laughs> and so, because my phone refuses to spell your name correctly with two L's, that is why more often than not, I call you Colin, man. I'm fine ah, with that. That makes sense. I've heard that multiple times. <laughs> that means they've been riding around in a girl. <laughs> You guys are special. Yeah. So when Spencer comes down, I want to talk about these three characters a little bit more. Uh, Halo is a girl. (laughs) Actually, Halo doesn't know what they identify as. Yes. yes. But so that's what's cool about the show is first Forager is Forager. I like the bug. Uh, Geoforce is kind of like whatever. Um, It's a cool tie in to Terra. Yes. And then we get 
Halo, which is the most interesting part because like you have no idea what's going on. Colors. What's up with her powers? Yeah. You forget that like she, like how'd she come back to life? She's living now and she died, and now she's like this totally different thing. It's because she's a mother box. Yes, it's which so is so cool because that also like gives relationship to Cyborg, who's yeah. a father box. And then when when the father box and the mother box, there's a baby <laughs> box. <laughs> It's just so weird. She can boom tube. Yeah. Like she can boom tube. And then Cyborg can boom tube now too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's, that's so cool. It's this whole universe is like, everything seems so planned out. Like from the start of the season. Yes. And even like maybe a couple more seasons back, like you notice things that like, it's not that like these things were newly planned, but what they do is they, every season, they just leave certain things out. They leave like, Oh, this happens and now it's placed here in the universe and that gives them room to be like i can use this for I story plot believe the showrunner says they're currently planned out to season five and then they have rough plans out to season seven but mm-hmm. they're not they don't know if they're getting them yet yeah but it's just so cool because they it's such good writing i think it's such good writing superboy and miss martian yes they're yeah, i love adorable that. I loved that. I do miss, I do, I am a little saddened that we never got like a um, Robin and Super Superboy like buddy buddies. We got but, a little bit. I mean, like Tim Drake. Yeah. But that's fine. That's, that's fine. Also, Batman Incorporated was underutilized. We didn't get much of that. There's a lot in the show that's honestly underutilized. This is true, but like, like Wonder Girl has been there for two seasons and I know nothing about her. That's true. She's not used too much, which is fine. Maybe we'll get that in season four, but that's not what it's looking like so far. I'm not going to talk about that. Season three, I really liked what they did with the whole Terra and Deathstroke thing. It was very short, like not like through the story, but like how we were shown it It was very short. It wasn't creepy. It was just more like, I'm your dad. Yes. Uh, Boogie, woogie, woogie. (laughs) (laughs) I'm your dad. Woogie, woogie, woogie. It was a, it was a decent way to do a vaguely classic story, but they still twisted it around a little. Yeah, bit. and I and I liked it. It worked really well. Did you see the red hood? The the little red hood reference. Did you get yeah. the thingamajiggy? Great son. That was a bit of a cringe moment, to be honest. It was, was a like, little cringe. Really? But like this is really out of the blue, and they're not going to use this until the second half of season. I don't four. think it's out of the blue. I think it's a good fan service because we know Jason died like before season two. Yes. We know he died before season two. So yeah. now that we like get a little bit, it's weird that we never got anything. It's you could say that's a little weird that we didn't get anything in season two, uh-huh. but like if we got more in season three, I feel like that would be weirder. Mm. That's that in season three is like what I was saying about their planting things. Like, yeah, hey, here's this. Oh, it, it was like definitely set in up. season three with her, her brother, like Miss Martian's yeah. brother. Yes. We get a little bit of that. And it's like not talked about again. That was until cool. season four. Yeah, that, that is true. I, yeah you're not wrong i just it felt like the you wish it was, was executed better yeah it felt like all of it was about fucking geopolitics and i love geopolitics mm-hmm. in real life and i love it in star wars and i like it in all my superhero shit too mm-hmm. but this was just markovia i am angry that's like it for like 24 fucking episodes i disagree it was so i think he and that's the thing is he was doing that. This one character was caring about Markovia like a shit ton. Yeah. They were, everyone else was caring about apocalypse and what was happening. He was the only one that was doing that. And everyone else was like, chill, chill. And then like Dick and him fight and blah, blah, blah. That was a good fight. 
I did like the episode about um Oh fuck me. Oh, and we get uh Beast Beast Boy and Cyborg like a start of that. Yes. And I like that Beast Boy is like the leader of the outsiders. That's yes. that's kind of cool because that's happened with the Teen Titans before, but I heard that like it didn't run well. I have no clue. That's what it I was heard. Good. I I enjoyed that. I liked Gar he needed a lot more attention, especially after season two. It was like he exists, whatever. Yeah, because uh, he started in season one. Yeah, as, as a little babe boy. Yeah. I like I like that they very strongly established that relationship between him and Ms. Martian. I love that. Instead of it just being like, they're like, it's, yeah, I don't know. They have a bond. They're like, yeah, they're like mega bonded. I like that. It was cool. Yeah. And Um, also the scene of like them going into Teen Titans Go art style. I liked that. That was a funny. That was was a great way to like be dark, but like not. And using the same like um, voice actors. Do you think that it's, that it's, what, what is it? Phantom Man or in Doom Patrol? What is his name? The dude that's like wrapped up. Um, negative man. Negative man. Go. He's negative woman in this. Yes. I think that's only just to be like that. This is the same voice actor as Raven and Teen Titans Go. Probably. I don't think negative woman is in that universe. It's, it's negative man. Unless they change that. It's Teen Titans Go, but as a daydream, I don't care. It was I, funny. It worked. It would be weird if it was a female because would it be, would it be a lesbian female or would it be a female with a dude? Because then that change, because th- if they do that, then that changes the story for him because he's a gay guy. See, you're reading into the fact that Beast Boy was having a hallucination, uh-huh. weird dream thing. Uh-huh. It doesn't matter. I know it doesn't matter, but it does to me. What is the character's name who has existed forever? I cannot remember his name. He's the first metahuman. He's like the best Justice League villain aside from Darkseid. I cannot remember his fucking name. Vandal Savage? Thank you. Holy shit, you forgot Vandal Savage. That's what I was trying to say, was the Vandal Savage focused episode was really fucking good. Yeah. That's something I really hope we get in live action because it would be cool if not everything was exclusively Apocalypse. I do like that Vandal Savage is like the Court of Owls to Justice League. Kinda. I like how he is the bad guy. But he's, but he's all but he also did save earth multiple times from apocalypse it puts him in that weird funky area in the middle where he's doing yeah. things for bad like horrible reasons but he's still kind of keeping earth safe because he wants it for himself but like whatever yeah space which is weird the final frontier there's a lot of young justice i love young justice and i was just re- listening to the recording where i'm like eh, i don't care and then jacob's like uh just wait until it comes out Spence, uh he'll like Colin's going to um Gave me fucking, like the last he's week. flipping me off right now with cheese it's he uh he he was like oh i'm just gonna binge it and then he's gonna be like all over like oh my gosh and guess what he's fucking right fuck you yeah you mean like last week it wasn't last week was it two weeks ago that was like three weeks ago whoa like three weeks ago fuck off and eat my asshole you can remember that far back sometimes damn only when i'm re-listening to recordings I walked away several times and was just sitting here vibing with my Cheez-Its and noticed that you guys weren't noticing me and was just adding things into the screen until you finally did. <laughs> just Cheez-Its. Wow. Wow. Notice me, Daddy. Notice me, Senpai. That's why I was flipping you guys off. Notice me, Step Jacob. Oh, my goodness. I hate you. I hate you a lot. So Young Justice is amazing. Yes. And I'm into it. Nice. You know what other vaguely teenage hero show there is that's going on right now? Shut the fuck up. I'm going to do it. 
I'm gonna do it. I stopped. Please no. I actually have positive things. Uh, so Titans season three just wrapped up. Uh, so it starts off a lot stronger than I was expecting, but it loses basically all momentum and all of my interest by the end of the season. Uh, the performances I was, I was quite actually impressed by. Um, they're all good with a couple of necessary improvements. Like Rachel, while she went to Themyscira, seems to have taken acting lessons. Um, Scarecrow at first was interesting performance-wise, and then at the end it just really fell apart personality-wise. Um, the action was also taken up another notch. So it's like actually pretty solid for the most part. Uh, the plot should have ended by the halfway point of this. Like the entire second half of the season is Scarecrow and Red Hood going, it is almost our time. Yeah. And Red Hood's like, I don't want to do this anymore. And then Scarecrow's like, but you're my bitch. Here, have some drugs. <laughs> yeah. And that happened like five times over. Um, the use of Red Hood felt really cheapened by Scarecrow's inconsistent and really weird characterization. So like he has mommy issues, but he has like daddy issues and he's like really insecure, but he's like kind of chill but he's like really not chill and he's actually psycho. And also Scarecrow is like a personality in his head, but it's like not. It's so, so... he has bipolar schizophrenia. Okay, I know, but it's not portrayed remotely near consistently. And that's why it's a problem. It's just, it's really all over the place and it doesn't really work. Um, and that, that really makes Red Hood feel kind of worthless because he ends up being a lackey. And not just he was manipulated into doing the whole plan. He was like a henchman by the end. And it was dumb. Mm -hmm. uh, it felt like I told Colin this right from the beginning. It felt like they wanted to be able to redeem Red Hood by the end. So he can basically rejoin the Titans because the actor's pretty cool and he does the character well. So they just want him to be on the team again. Mm -hmm. And I got those vibes, even though he's technically not on the team. You're an outsider. Er, he it just it it felt like they didn't want to make him properly go evil by himself or whatever. So they could redeem him really easily. Uh, the Batman and Joker story at the beginning had some really interesting ideas. Like what if Batman did actually kill the Joker? This Joker is actually dead. Batman becomes suicidal and tries to kill himself during the season in a really and dumb it, way. And then I, it was like kind of bad. It's like Batman. He's a theater kid. It's dramatic. I kind of dug that, Burned but then he just got that. randomly saved by freaking wonder girl wonder girl coming back to life and she magically being in the right location and then it's never touched on again and he comes back to gotham right at the end and then doesn't really say or do anything it just can i please interject really really quick yeah i apologize but that was one thing that i really liked about the green lantern run is that the entire justice league gets involved for a quick minute and everybody is portrayed super well. It looks like Infinity Crisis style artwork, really high def. And then there's Batman, who's just this big black blob with two white eyeballs, like almost the whole time. It was nice. portrayed really well. <laughs> nice. Uh, this Batman is portrayed very mixed bag. Some of the moments are really cool where he's like actually trying to be epic gamer dad. And then other moments are really cringe. Um, the filmmaking, again, on a technical scale, just like last season, improved uh, for a good bit and it's commendable. But the writers really have no clue what they're doing. No, like you, you just you can tell that the show was like really obsessed with the Bat family, but it doesn't know how to write them consistently. Like 
Barbara is really cool. I really dug her in this season. Mommy. The fact that she doesn't go by Babs because she's older now, she goes by Barb. I liked that. I liked the fact that they hired an actual, um, like actually handicapped actress. That was really cool. They did a really unique fight scene with her in a wheelchair. I dug that. But like little highlights of positivity doesn't make up for the fact that this season should have been six episodes. And Scarecrow is dumb and they waste like a lot of setup on like Rachel Ghoul and Argus and stuff like right at the end. Yeah. It's just weird. Um, it gave me enough hope. I'll watch season four, but I'm going to drudge my way through it just like I drudge through this and I'll go, I won't watch it again. And then I'll watch it again if I get bored. See, Spencer always jokes about Walking Dead being his abusive ex. I think this is his secret abusive ex. This is the ex that his abusive ex doesn't know about. I think this is his abusive mistress. There you go. Because I never left Titans. I was on. I watched it and I was like, "E, I don't know about this. And then the next this, season came out and I went, "E, I don't know about e, this. I don't know. And then the third this. one came out. I'm like, "E, I don't know about this. this. And then I kept doing it. Titans is his abusive concubine. Yes. She beats me, but I pay her, but she overrides me when I start using the safe word. Yeah. <laughs> and then The Walking Dead is is just my abusive ex that I do go back to because she's really hot for hookups. Right. So are you. Not true. Shut up. Speaking of hot hookups, thank we you do- to Jetpack Comics. <laughs> <laughs> the exhaust We're- from the Jetpack is very hot. We are really good at transitions here on the show. As our listeners can tell, I am on the road again. I am not at home, and I cannot patron Jetpack Comics and Games in downtown Rochester, New Hampshire, even though they support our show, which really, really sucks. So I advise all of our listeners to please go there and give them your money because it is such a cool shop. They have all kinds of cool comics and games and board games and tabletop games and card games and pretty much anything else that you can think of. You should go and find out for yourself. Well, it's a good thing I give them enough money for both of us. And also giving money for like people and like money and stuff. Uh, thanks people. for our patrons over on patreon.com forward slash dime comic bros, uh, business casual, Jeff Lawrence and Wesley Eaton, who is about 50 feet away from us through a wall. Um, thanks for giving us money. You absolute losers. It's appreciated. Uh, if you want to, get called out if like being demeaned is like your kink you can pay us for that <laughs> we'll even kink shame you if you let us know what specifically you want to get shamed about uh you can you can do that colin might draw you some stuff uh we get you get some stickers lots of lots of free stickers whenever we get new stickers stickers uh, stickers. uh a, a couple of weeks ago i talked about using a porta potty and that scorecard that was written down and Colin talked about how he usually messes with it. Well, here out in the wilderness that I am in, Colin must have messed with this one too, because there were the usual scores and then somebody literally wrote fuck that and then feet and then filled it up. And it was like quadruple the rest of the score. So (laughs) I don't know when Colin was out here, but he definitely was. I found you. 
He's stalking you. Don't worry about it. It's I all stalk good. everyone. Don't worry about it. Yeah, it's good. Uh, you can stalk us on our social medias on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram to get lots of insight into what we're up to and stuff and know what shows we're doing ahead of time and shit. Pee-pee-poo. No, no pee-pee-poo. Send that's us on, some that's pee-pee-poo. Pee-pee. No. Yeah, send us photos of your poop. But if you do want to send us photos of anything or not photos, preferably, uh, you can send us stuff at, at dimecomicbros at gmail.com. I want photos of your poop, especially if it's like in the shape of a question mark. Why, why why do you do this <laughs> what is it gonna be like are you like the crackhead version of the riddler drawing a <laughs> question mark in your coffee except you do it with your shit in the toilet <laughs> yeah what the hell is wrong with you man? Yeah, a lot of things um go visit our website at dimecomicbros.com and follow us places and do stuff give us money support us on the internet and stuff what are uh, we ne- doing next week Good question. Uh, next week is weird stuff. We're in limbo trying to figure out what shenanigans we're doing, but we will be back next week and we will be talking to each other about stuff. Wow. We might, in fact, do stuff. I might, in fact, do <laughs> ear holes. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking disgusting human. <laughs> I mean, your dick is small enough to fit my ear, to be fair. Uh, to be fair, you're correct. Yeah. Uh, Jacob, please don't let us end on that. Echo. Um, Just like we did last year. Nice. I watched... Sorry. Jeez. Keep your condom comments to yourself. Turn it inside out. All right. Uh. So for you guys' information, the first page of this issue is Batman Lost. And then the second page is the horrifying bookshelf, right? Uh-huh. And then the next page is the purple gloves. The next page after that, the bottom left corner, the scary lady from the future or whatever is wearing her bra over her eyes. And it makes me laugh. <laughs> okay that is funny that's what a bra looks like to you I, I i don't know what it's supposed to be probably owl eyes but it looks like a bra because reasons because we don't know what bras look like because we're men yes i have never seen a bra in my life i've never seen a bra i've never seen a titty God, me either wow we are such chaste young men we're holy men fine I hate you both. I'll talk about it next week. No, talk about it now. Ah, Too late. Don't be like that. Too late. I have more fun. Such a woman. No, do it. That's the point. We just gave you so much crap. Now you do it. Fine. You guys are gay. I know, but not like that. I know, but not like that. I hate you. I hate you. Shut up. Shut up. Were you forced to do uh, the third show? I was strongly asked to and given mild compensation. Wait, so when when does your shift start? Ten. Wait, by mild compensation, you mean? I mean, I was given a gift card with just like 10% on top of the dollar differential I should be making anyways. Damn it. What?